Hi everyone, my name is Lucia Chachulovic and today is Friday the 17th of February 2023. Joining me today is Karsten Menke for an update on digital assets. Before we start with the summary of the latest market action, I would like to draw your attention to the latest Beyond Markets podcast that we published this week, entitled The Big Economic Questions, with David Kohl, our Chief Economist. There is also a German version available on the Marktanalysen und Gespräche channel. Now let's see what happened in the markets. US equity indices closed firmly in the red yesterday after two Federal Reserve officials said they may favor a return to 50 basis point interest rate hikes to fight persistently high inflation. This comes as data on Thursday showed that US producer prices rebounded in January by the most since June. Investors have been upping their bets on how far the Fed will raise rates this tightening cycle. They now see the federal funds rate climbing past 5.2% in July, according to trading in the US money markets. That compares with a perceived peak rate of 4.9% just two weeks ago. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 1.2% yesterday, the S&P 500 slid 1.4% and the Nasdaq Composite dipped 1.8%. The Bloomberg dollar gauge rose as much as 0.4%, erasing its losses for the year, while benchmark treasury yields climbed for a fourth day. Yields on both the two-year and 10-year treasuries hit new highs of 2023 this week. Meanwhile, in political news, President Joe Biden said he intends to speak with China's President Xi Jinping to defuse tensions caused by the spy balloon. He promised new guidelines designed to secure U.S. airspace and vowed to responsibly manage competition with China so that it doesn't veer into conflict. European markets ended a choppy session slightly higher yesterday, but they are poised to track declines in the U.S. after the hawkish Fed comments dented sentiment. In political news on this side of the Atlantic, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak headed to Northern Ireland yesterday for talks with the region's parties as expectation mounts that Britain and the EU will reach a deal on post-Brexit trading agreements in the coming days. In Asia-Pacific overnight, stocks were also trading lower. The Australian S&P ASX 200 closed around 0.8% lower as the Reserve Bank of Australia governor reiterated warnings of inflation risks and hinted at further hikes ahead. Main news out of China this morning is that the central bank added the biggest amount of cash on record into the banking system to avoid a liquidity squeeze. And shares of Hong Kong listed China Renaissance plunged by more than 20% after the investment bank and fund manager said it was unable to reach founder and controlling shareholder. Elsewhere in markets, oil prices are lower today and on track for weekly losses on the prospect of further tightening by the Federal Reserve, which could hit fuel demand even as crude inventories rise. Gold prices are also down this morning and on track for their third weekly drop. Please listen to yesterday's Moving Market episode for more insights on gold. Finally, as for economic data releases, we've already received a few numbers. Germany's producer price index came in at minus 1% month on month, signaling some weakening price pressure there. And UK reported retail sales excluding auto fuel at 0.4%, which is much better than the expected 0.2%. Other data points today include France's Consumer Price Index and the US Import and Export Price Index. And that's all for the market summary. Now moving on to the world of crypto. Karsten, US regulators did not show much love for crypto during the last days. Can you fill us in on what has happened during the past week? 
Yes, that's right, Lucia. Good morning. So initially, the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC, went after Kraken, which is a centralized exchange that offers staking services to its users. The problem is that some of the staking services are not staking in the original sense of the word, but rather investment contracts in the eyes of the SEC. Hence, the SEC deemed the services an unregistered offer and sale of securities, which has to be unwound. Subsequently, Binance, which is the world's largest centralized exchange, moved into the spotlight as the ECC target Binance's stablecoin BUSD for the very same reason, an unregistered offer and sale of securities. As a reminder, stablecoins are the crypto world's solution to exceptionally high volatility free-floating tokens as they promise to hold the value of a given asset such as the US dollar. Stablecoin issuers normally seek to maintain the pack with the assets they are tracking with two primary mechanisms. First, arbitrage incentivizing algorithms or asset-backed stablecoins. Last year, with the Terra Luna collapse, as a reminder, we've learned the hard way that algorithmic stablecoins aren't really stable. But thus far, asset-backed stablecoins have held their peak very well. That said, the SEC is not directly targeting Binance, but Paxos, which is the issuing entity of the BUSD token. It's getting a little more complicated, sorry. How does it work? Well, Paxos issues the asset-backed token, and when investors want to redeem them for fiat currency, Paxos burns the token and returns the US dollars. As of next week, Paxos will now stop minting new BUSD stablecoins, although they will allow customers to redeem their BUSD. Is the SEC action the reason that BUSD has shed around 3 billion US dollar in market capitalization this week? Well, it's certainly one of the reasons, uh, because you don't want to be engaged with this kind of SEC investigation. But rumors have also spread, well, actually triggered by one of the competing stablecoins, that Binance USD BUSD does not actually hold all of its required reserve assets. And these news also, well, made it in the markets, obviously, frightening traders who started to withdraw their assets from Binance, from the exchange, and also selling their BUSD positions, thereby causing a temporary, a very minor DPEG between the stablecoin and the underlying US dollar. However, there was also some good news from a regulatory side last week. In Hong Kong, regulators have adopted a more pragmatic approach to regulation, defining the prime requirement for the reserve assets of an asset-backed stablecoin to be of the highest quality and liquidity. This is clearly positive in our view, as it sets the rules of the game and instills trust into stablecoins. And that is your overall stance on crypto regulation, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we see regulation as something positive for crypto. And I mean, how can't it be after all what has happened last year, especially the high-profile collapse of FTX, which was an unregulated entity that was holding hundreds of millions of assets on behalf of its clients? So we definitely need more regulation in the crypto world in order to harvest the potential of the technology, which is in fact unaffected by last year's crisis. So remain positive in the long term, even though the short term is likely to remain rather volatile. Great. Thank you very much for your insights, Karsten. That's all for today's show then. Thanks for tuning in and please join us again on Monday. Bye for now. 
The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.